WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hand. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Can I mention that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot you back. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. And this is going to be simply glorious. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And also, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com, thank you so much for listening to us. And if you get a second, you know, just a quick moment, go check out the fine folks over at FightBooth.com because they are amazing. Amazing. I am Post Lindsay Ward, and joining me, as always, is my ever faithful producer slash co host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. I'm here. I'm here. We're live. I'm alive. We're here doing a thing at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show, at Lindsay Ward on Twitter if you want to interact with us live there. You can interact with us live at WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or GoWork.net as well. We're here to talk wrestling. We're previewing a whole bunch of things, Money in the Bank, and whole bunch of other things right yep we have we have news we have tweets we have money in the bank i actually got the pay-per-view right this time go hey. me. smackdown nxt all your favorites we have a loaded show tonight because well things kind of um happened, happened. yeah they kind of <laughs> Things happened this week. We were trying to keep the news small this week. We weren't going to try to overdo it because we really wanted to dive into the pay-per-view this Sunday only on the WWE Network. But the news happened. And there's going to be a lot of shows who are going to avoid a certain topic. We are not one of them. No, because I want to poke fun at it. 
I know. So we're going to dive into the, the biggest story of the week, so prepare yourselves. But we're going to have some fun along the way as well. So yeah, kick back, relax, time for the racket. What's in the news presented by Gerwick.net? Wit, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to make fun of him. I really, I'm so sorry. I have to make fun of him because, well, the biggest news of the week is, well, it is confirmed. Bray Wyatt is in fact a whore. Hashtag blame Lindsay. I want a divorce. I don't even know what to say to this. I just don't even know. Like, I've tried to wrap my head around this for, like, what, four days? Something like that. So, for those of you who don't know what a Blame Lindsay is, we have things on this network where certain people get blamed for certain things. Rob gets blamed for celebrity deaths. Brank gets blamed for injuries. I get blamed for breakups. Both fictional and non-fictional. And, well, this week... I had a big one in the fact that the Daily Mail over in the UK broke this story of how Bray Wyatt and his wife are getting a divorce, that she has sued him for it on grounds of infidelity and adultery. So stop right there. Okay. Just the fact they were getting divorced was a big story because we always, we always portrayed him as a one, you know. He's a family man. He's a family man. His whole family's a family. They're a family family. Yeah, it's like you, you look at it and it's like everything you see about his family, you know, his real life family is totally stable. You know, the few pictures that are out there of them, if you go looking for them or if they happen to pop up are, you know, happy wife, happy kids, happy him. You know, everything seemed like this really good, perfect, stable life. And it's like everything you hear about him, he's a nice guy. He's a great guy. Wonderful person. Very, very friendly, you know, it's like he's the most unproblematic person you've ever heard about. Like, he's perfect. There's nothing that he does that, you know, creates an issue. And then it's just like, bam, you get blindsided by something like this where it's like, and it's really none of our business. I should point this out, but it's going to get put out there in the news. It's going to get put out there in the news. But it's like, you get blindsided something like this where you're like, what? She sends me this message. Uh... (laughs) I effed up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what'd you screw up at work? No, it was not screw up at work. Oh, no, 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 no. It was hashtag blame Lindsay. She broke up a couple, a happy family. Good job. And <laughs> it was a whole Bray Wyatt thing. And then my investigative ju- reporter journalistic hat kicked in and I went searching for the details. I actually found some court documents, not the full, you know, not the actual wording in the documents, but I found it listed in the public records. Also found that he's a speeder. He is. The whole entire family is. The whole family, except for Mike Rotunda, are speeders, yes. They're all speeders. They get it from their mom. Um. So, yeah. So, he's getting divorced, and she's accusing him of adultery. Now, this is where it gets key. It's not just some random person that he's found on the side of the road in some town that he's traveled to. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's hashtag where's Jojo. The cute and innocent Jojo. Not so much. Not so much. No, she's the, she is rumored. Now, this is, this at this point is like speculation. Um, it's not 100% confirmed, but the Daily Mail story does cite her in it. And from things we've read in the past, they all kind of link and- up. There are certain other things, yeah, that have come out in the past about him, where, again, it was all rumor that he had a side chick in Vegas, that he's had certain other things that have sort of now linked this all together, um, that have now kind of been proven true, but basically, the Daily Mail names her as his mistress, which you just kind of sit there and you're like, really? 
I will say this before we get really serious into it. The memes have been outstanding. Oh, the memes have been fantastic. The memes have been absolutely fantastic. Now, this is a whole, you know, as it says in the chat room, there's a whole hell of a lot more to the story than we'll ever know. Yes, that's very true. We don't know when they had, were having problems, when this whole thing started, when they first start seeing JoJo. Is JoJo the only one? Are JoJo and him together still? It's so on and so forth. We don't know any details. We'll never know any of these details unless JoJo and Bray get married. Something tells me that's not going to happen. No, I don't think so. She has been linked to several other WWE superstars in the past. You don't say. And that has not come about, so I don't know if it would come about here. You never know. It could be love. Who knows? But um, there's a slight indication the problems have been going on since at least the first of the year, um, because Bray's family, his wife, and his children were not at Elimination Chamber when he won the title. Um, They were not at WrestleMania? They were not at WrestleMania. It's been said that at that point that he actually left her, or I should say the story says that he left her the week before Mania, and and they were not at Mania. Which is surprising because, which now it's also, you know, think about his family wasn't there. It's weird because it's only in Orlando that live in, I guess, close to Tampa, I guess that's best. Yeah, they live in his hometown of Brooksville, which is north of Tampa. That's the best geographical location, you know, how people can see it on a map. Um, It's about two hours outside Orlando. So you figure they would come in for the show and he was in a big match on the show. You would figure his whole entire family would be there for it, and, and, and they weren't. So it's a big surprise, but maybe, okay, the family, something or other happened, and you don't come, and maybe that's the excuse he used, because they didn't officially file for divorce until April 25th. Yeah, yeah. basically, he left in March, and the wife filed for divorce about a month later. So, after he had gone to Europe, or no, he had just, he had left for Europe. No, it was a week before they went to Europe. Week before, that's right, because he came back from Europe, and he was super happy because he came back from Europe. Yeah, he was very happy for coming back for, for, from Europe, yeah. Mm. I think we all know what was going on there. Um, so yeah, so, uh, joking aside, all jokes aside, this is a very unfortunate, tragic situation, because you never want to see a family get broken up, you know, especially when you have two young kids in the mix. Um, but yeah, the way that this came out, nobody's really sure who actually leaked the story to the Daily Mail. There is a lot of speculation it was her because this was done very deliberately. It was a targeted shot where when it was released, because when it came out here in the States, because I think it came out overnight, technically for England, but for the United States, it hit at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon on Monday, hours before Ross supposed to go on the air, where her, her husband is going to be featured. It's very, very similar to what Seth Rollins' ex-fiance did with, you know, putting his thing all over the internet. But that happened during Raw. That happened during Raw. Uh, Mrs. Wyatt did not do that. She did it, or I shouldn't say Mrs. Wyatt did it, because it's not confirmed she did it, but whoever released the story, whoever sent them the story and when the mail did it, which they just post it when they get it or when they can confirm it, um, it was done on a Monday, hours before Monday Night Raw hits the air. So they're going to air with this, essentially in the middle of it going viral, because it hit the internet and it just exploded. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Now, speaking of Monday Night Raw, if you all watched it and you heard the post show 11, 10 p.m. Eastern right here at wildtalkradio.com every Monday night, we kind of mentioned this, how some of the things he said in his promo could be taken as verbal retaliation shots towards his um, wife. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bray did not have a good Monday afternoon. 
Not at all. He went to air and he was just a touch pissed. And the whole you, you slander my name, I'm gonna mess you up thing. Yeah, that was a little too close to home. That was really, really a little too close to home and a little too real for what had happened that day. And you, you kind of have to figure that that was very much a veiled threat on his part. Maybe not even so much veiled that it's like, I'm coming home and we're going to settle this yep. once and for all. Yep. That's what that means. Yep, 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 yep. And it all became a story when he, when, because uh, she's the one who found, and because there's things being said in, in, you know, in the community, whatever, he decided to, you know, retaliate and file his own divorce papers. And that's sort of probably what got people interested in the story and how they, you know, how Daily Mail and everything sort of probably got involved, just because you see two sides now putting in, in, in cases for it. So it's like, hmm. Well, that's pretty pretty standard, I think, in divorce that, unless you're not going to contest it, to countersue for divorce. But it's generally from everything I've heard, you want to be the one that gets the papers in first. You don't want to have to countersue because then that puts you on the defensive because it's like she can go in and say, yeah, he cheated on me with this ring announcer chick and he's been screwing every everything he can find on the road while I'm here at home with his children, taking care of the house and the kids and, and managing all of that. He's off galloping around doing whatever he wants. She can say whatever she wants. You know, it's like he, he's taking daily trips to Pluto. She can put whatever she wants in the divorce papers. And now it's up to him to counter Sue and say, well, but she's doing this. And I'm not really doing that. You know, it, it puts him on the defensive where he has to prove it. That he's not doing what he's, what she claims he's doing. Right. And that's the thing. And it's just, just as a side note, cheating is the hardest thing to prove or disprove. And once you put the allegation out there, it never goes away. Right. Now, ever. Now, I, got, I want to say a couple things about this. One, I feel bad for the kids. I feel Re- terrible for the kids. Really bad for the kids. And I feel bad for JoJo in this manner. Being a public figure on social media these days is not the best thing when you're involved in a situation like this. Because last night I was reading some of her Instagram comments. They're not the nicest of comments. So people, kind of back off. It's not your business. Just back off. Yeah, I mean, it's like, JoJo is not 100% innocent in this. Not saying she's innocent, but just back off. It's not your problem. Yeah, it's like, Bray's wife's got this, okay? She's got this. Just let her do her thing. Let them settle it amongst themselves, because that's really what this was supposed to be. Bray had filed had already filed papers at that point to keep this under wraps, and this is when the story broke. So, she kind of or whoever put this out kind of violated I keep saying it she, and I don't mean to keep no. accusing his wife, but no. it's whoever put this out. But it was more of the court documents that are they kept private, everything that's mentioned in the documents. This stuff can get out, but what's actually inside the documents is the other, is you know what shouldn't be out, especially what he put it, put out, puts in out them. Yeah, Wood says, you know, the girl just needs to turn off the Instagram comments for a month or two. She needs to deactivate her account for a month or two. That's what she needs to do. She just needs to go dark on social media for about two months or until the divorce is settled and then let this pass. Just delete the app. Just delete the app for like a month and you'll be good. But yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Jojo because she's being pulled in the middle of it. She's getting a lot of unnecessary hate right now, but at the same time, she knew what she was doing, clearly. Knew what she was doing, knew what she was getting into with this, knew she was with a married man, and... This is the result of it. So while she doesn't necessarily deserve all the crap she's getting, she is somewhat involved. It's just like him. He deserves 
all the crap he's getting right now for it. And his wife, you know, for putting the story out, if she did, deserves all the crap she gets for that. Like, it's, there's no innocent party in this, except for the children. The kids are the the only innocents in this, because they have nothing to do with it. And that's who I really feel bad for, because it's like, you know, eventually they're going to be able to, like, Google search this stuff, and find it and find out what happened because once it's out there it's out there you can't get rid of it it's the internet once it's on the internet it always stays on the internet now to their credit since all this has happened no new information has come out so basically i think what happened is bray went home and it was basically like no more this stays quiet or wwe is like no more this stays quiet nothing else about this comes out now it's only four days removed time will only tell but i don't think we're going to get thankfully any more details on this which i'm kind of relieved about yeah but stay tuned next week everybody we may have another edition of hashtag blame Lindsay. i want a divorce yeah so sorry everybody <laughs> sorry didn't mean to do this one but yeah so that's really the big big story of the week and i have no really no good transition for that so let's do the blame brents bones breaking Back's cracking. Shoulder snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. So in a scare at the Download Festival this past weekend in the UK, Mark Andrews got injured. Hashtag blame Brent. He has a concussion, and it was a believed neck injury, but I think that's okay. Just bruising. Just bruising. So he's. it's unclear what he did. He was in a match when, obviously, when he got injured, he had to be stretchered out. It was a really kind of scary situation. Nobody really knew how how badly injured he was, but thankfully he will be okay, and he is going to recover. Thankfully. Thankfully. Up next is PJ Black. Hashtag blame Brent. Who got injured base jumping where he lost a finger. I know that much hurt his wrist or arm, and didn't he break a foot I or leg? so. He suffered multiple injuries. Uh, give me one second, I'll be able to pull up the entire details for you. But yeah, he. here's the thing. Never go base jumping, please. Like, it's it's just, you know, it's not worth your time. Everyone sort of sometimes gets hurt. And yeah... Because this wasn't his first time getting hurt. No, it's not his first time getting hurt, because he got hurt and was out for a long time first time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was. I think it was, I think it was about, like, six to eight months. Maybe longer, because he broke both his ankles. Broken leg and hand, loss of finger after base jumping in, in South Africa. He's expected to make a full recovery in 12 months. But he's saying he can wrestle in six. They're like, no, honey, no. Just, no. Stitches came out today. It's going to be a long 12 months. Early arthritis in all my joints from 20 years of wrestling. Or, or base jumping. So yeah, that's that's the deal with him. So um, scary situation, but he will be okay. But yeah, maybe if your li- life is um, pro wrestling, maybe you shouldn't base jump. Yeah, I mean, if you want, honestly, if you want to jump off stuff, go skydiving, jump out of a plane. It's safer. Just saying, you're five thousand feet up. I mean, how how much higher can you go? Not yeah. very. Not very. But anyway. We have the opposites of Blame Brent. We do have the opposites of Blame Brent as we, again, awkwardly transition. On the cleared list and slated to return, we have Rusev, Braun Strowman, and Dash Wilder. And making their returns this past week on Raw and SmackDown, respectively, we had Emma and Zack Ryder. The roster is getting healthy just in time for SummerSlam. Well, Dash has been, like, kind of on TV, kind of not on TV, but now he's officially cleared. He's cleared to get back in the ring, yes. So expect the revival to, um, 
start hitting hard on, once again. On camera, instead of just, you know, attacking Enzo and Cass. Yeah, <laughs> lingering in the background, creating a really awkward situation between Cass and Big Show and Enzo. It's, yeah, it's kind of weird and creepy. Um, there is no word on when Rusev Braun, or Braun Strowman will be back. Um, my personal thought is on Braun Strowman is he's coming back next week, and uh, he's going to have something to do with Roman. Could be. Or it could like, be Great Balls of Fire. Or it could be Great Balls of Fire, but I just, I have a feeling that they're going to have him come back. Because Roman doesn't have a match for Great Balls of Fire. No, he does not. So that's a good way to just sort of ease them both, like get Roman through that pay-per-view to get him away from Brock, essentially. And also to ease Braun back into everything is you just have him come back. He comes out Monday, he messes up Roman Reigns, and hey, boom, we got a match. Um, yeah, I don't want to see that. It's what they're going to do. I just, I don't need to see Roman and Braun again. Because otherwise, Braun sits out until they have something for him to do. Well, we know what his SummerSlam opponent is. It's Brock. So, or we assume it's Brock because that was the current direction before he got injured. So, I, I don't know. Oh, and for win in the chat room. Yes! There you go. <laughs> She what? She said, "Insert my Daniel Bryan yes chant." There you go. There's your Daniel Bryan yes chant. Um. So yeah, Braun will be back sooner rather than later. I think Rusev may be longer of the bunch, just to see what they can find for him. Yeah, they have to work him back into the storyline. So we'll see. We'll see how he goes. And tying to Rusev and Total Divas, because you know we're full of those transitions tonight. It was announced that Renee Young is officially off of Total Divas this coming season. She answered a fan question and said that she would not be returning, um, but that the new cast is going to kill it. So she joins Eva in the discard pile of Total Divas castmates. Um, the rest of the original cast is expected to stay with the additions of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. I'm excited. I like that pairing. They're putting the girlfriends on TV together. I'm so excited. Should be a lot of fun. They're adorable. If you don't follow them on social media, you should, because their shenanigans are awesome. I love them so much. And speaking of love, this past week, actually Thursday night, while we were on the air, Rebby Hardy gave birth to a healthy baby boy at home, Wolfgang Hardy. So congratulations to her. Matt, go get her the damn fridge. Right. She needs it. She needs a fridge. You gotta store that milk somewhere. I actually wanted to ask, okay, she's had the baby. Did she get the fridge? <laughs> Pushing present, Matt. Pushing present. Get the woman her fridge. She doesn't have a baby anymore. She can take you out now. I think even, Just, yeah, I think she could take, could have taken him out before that, anyhow. But that's, yeah, I mean, but you don't want to do it while you're pregnant because, you know, that can get awkward and there's early labor and everything. Now that the baby's out, she can, you know, she can, she can catch him. She can, she can do some damage now. So, you know, get her the fridge. Hook her up, Matt. You, you're making that good money now, you know? Come on. You got on that, it. you got that WWE money coming in now. So, like, you know, take care of her. Get that fridge. How hard is it to get a fridge? You go online. You go on Searson.com and you buy a fridge. Unless you, Unless you want like a really specific one, which she probably does. Probably does. And she probably wants a really, really, you know, specific one and probably wasn't back, back order and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. So, where are these people at? Is it like a bacon place? I don't know. But in other baby news. Kurt- in other baby news, Mrs. Kurt Hawkins... Also had a baby this past week, so congratulations to her. Uh, his wife Elizabeth gave birth to a happy the couple's uh, first child, Mackenzie Rose, last night. Oh, that's a pretty name. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Rebby and Mrs. Kurt Hawkins. And last but not least, we have TNA news. Impact, Impact Wrestling news. Impact, Impact Wrestling. Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. It's a process, y'all. It's a process. I'll learn how to say it right eventually. It's a, we have the announcing team for Slammiversary. Say so what? Flores and West are calling Slammiversary. You've got to be kidding me. 
It's a Don West special. It is a Don West special. Yes, Robert Flores, formerly of ESPN, now of the MLB and the NHL Networks. Big wrestling fan will be doing the play-by-play as Don West will be returning one night only to do the commentary for Slammiversary because the lead announcers, Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash, will be in the ring at Slammiversary on July 2nd competing against one another in a tag team counter, so they need people to call the show. So Flores and West have been pulled in to call the show. They've been rumored to try to get Mike Tanay involved in some fashion. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. He's retired, so we'll see what happens. According to the Pope D'Angelo De Niro a.k.a. Elijah Burke, who is a former guest on this show, Ding. says he is scheduled to be at Slammiversary, so maybe it'll be Flores, West, and Elijah Burke. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But yes, for now, it's Robert Flores and Don West. It'll be Flores' first endeavor into calling professional wrestling, so it'll be interesting to see how he does it. And it's always cool to hear Don West talk. Yes, yes, it is. So that should be exciting news. But I say we take our first break of the evening. And when we come back, we are talking all things Money in the Bank and SmackDown. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will be right back. What is the greatest cartoon TV show of all time? CB Radio has decided. It's the Greater Than Great Debate, heard every Saturday night. Midnight as Eastern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Can't catch a WTR program live? Well, we've got three easy ways for you to listen whenever you want. First, listen to the Wild Talk Radio Network on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes and search for Wild Talk Radio Network and subscribe to our feed. Secondly, Download the Stitcher Radio app and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. And finally, just visit the archive section right here at wildtalkradio.com and you can download every single episode of all your favorite programs. Best of all, it's free. Keep up to date and spread the word to your friends on how you can be part of the Wild Talk Radio Network listening experience. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in me. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? 
and the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly, rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch. It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR wherever you are. WWE Superstar Natalia, you're listening to the Rack Radio Show. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com, thank you so much for joining us. We super appreciate it. If you get a quick second, check out the fine people over at FightBooth.com because, well, they're awesome sauce. And in case you didn't pick up with the lead-in as to what we're going to be discussing because you missed the news... We are talking all things Money in the Bank and SmackDown in general, because, well, both were this week, or will be this week. Money in the Bank is on Sunday, but SmackDown happens. This is where I'm supposed to play the SmackDown Throwdown bumper? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... This week's SmackDown Throwdown. Yes! 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 So I'll start the segment with a Twitter question. Ashley on Twitter goes, What do you guys think of John Cena returning on July 4th as a free agent? I say points for my fantasy team because if he's a free agent, he's going on both shows. When they pull out these things where they get, you know, someone's contract is up on a certain brand, it's like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, do contracts just, you know, since you move brand, you only get eight month deals, nine month deals? Like with, when, when Swagger was a free agent, and jump brands, like, how did he jump brands? Like, how did all this work, you know? Basically, it's, okay, so if Raw or SmackDown need a ratings boost, we can put Cena on either, and he can go back and forth. That's kind of how this is supposed to play, I think. But they did do the draft right around Money in the Bank last year. Battleground last year. Or Yeah, Battleground, sorry. So they're about a year into the draft, I think they're about 11 months in at this point. So you 
could argue that Cena's contract is maybe up, but because they did it, they did the shakeup at, at nine months. Maybe everybody had to re-up at nine. I don't know. Reason, I don't know how this works. The reason you're on WWE.com is because of the superstar shakeup. He is now a free agent. That's the reasoning. And yes, Cena, so, will, Cena will be a ratings boost. I don't know what he's doing. I heard he may be doing fighting gender going forward, so that would be on SmackDown, but if Raw needs him, who knows. Uh, I don't think it's John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. No, I don't think so. But you never know, it could be. We'll see. But John Cena going on both shows, he is their biggest star, so him being on both shows is a smart move for them on the short term. If they do it for a long time, then maybe that's a dumb move, but if you do it through SummerSlam, that's okay, because it'll be an eight-week period. Yeah, but also if you think about it, if he's now doing that thing where he's part-timer and he's coming back and forth between WWE and other projects, it makes sense to have him as a free agent where he can just pop in at at the intervals that he's available and then pop back out again. So you can involve him when you need him. You don't have to involve him when you don't. And he's free to kind of do all the other outside projects that he's doing. So the free agent status makes sense. And he's basically taking the Undertaker role at this point. Yeah. Go wherever he wants, when he wants. Because Minus the theatrics. Well, he has theatrics. He does the, the thing with the hand where you can't see him. Dude, you can't top the lights and the fog machine and the fire. But he has the five moves of doom. And the overall sassiness. He, he has the five moves of doom. The Undertaker has lightning and fire. Cena has the five moves of doom. Five moves of doom are not greater than anything that the Undertaker can do. Are we sure? Yes. Are we really, really sure? Yes. Okay, if we're really, really sure, then I um, I got nothing. Anyway, SmackDown. SmackDown Throwdown. Presented by Gerwick.net and the wrestling figure photography. Follow Jerry at Instagram.com. So MBD1211. Tangent! Tangent! <laughs> Rabbit hole! <laughs> I could go down that role for, for days. Anyway, so, the big the biggest thing coming out of SmackDown was the Fashion Files. Tyler Breeze and Fandangle are amazing. They are awesome. Yeah. I love the fashion files. I love what they're doing with it. I love Fandango and Tyler Breeze together. They are so cute. The fact that they're running around in male rompers. And also, Fandango's got some nice tattoos on his legs. Damn. Damn, son. Didn't realize you had those all up, you know, under there. Under those pants. You know, just, I'm, I'm digging it. I like it. But, 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 yeah, go ahead. but I had a thought. Okay. You know, and we would all expect it to be the Usos or the Colognes that are messing up the office for the fashion police. What if it's New Day? What if it's American Alpha? No, they're too pure. They would never do something like that. How dare you insult them? They started as heels. They're not heels now. But they got ready. What are they now? Not on TV. Exactly. So what better way to get on TV than by being the ones behind the attack on Breezango? No. Because they're they're too cute as faces. But they need to do something to get back on TV. <laughs> just saying. I think it's New Day. It just feels like they're luring them into that false sense of security and the New Day's going to like flip them the bird and be like, haha, it was us. By the way, I love how Fandango did the sketch. Yes. Is this them? Is this them? And then you see it, and it's two stick figures. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Like, yes. But that's mainly the thing coming out of SmackDown. We'll, we'll hit more highlights as we go. As we're getting deep into Money in the Bank, airing this Sunday on the WWE Network, you can go to Facebook.com slash group slash Wild Talk Radio Network tomorrow to post your pics, or you can tweet them at Rack Radio Show or at Wild Talk Radio right now, and we'll put you in the sheet as we do WTR Pick'em on Sunday night. Our first contest of the evening, the SmackDown Women's Championship, is Naomi versus Lana. Oh, people are not happy about this match. No, People are so not happy about this match. Number one prop from SmackDown, Lana. 
hitting her finisher in the dress. Big, and heels. It, and heels. Big props. She couldn't get up afterwards, but big props for hitting the move. Hey, the important thing is she hit the move. Getting up afterwards is secondary. Yeah, because she got caught up in her dress. But big props doing it in the dress. Just don't wrestle in the dress. No, she has actual gear. I know she does, but it's WWE. They could th- say, hey, you did the move in the dress. You can do it on, for an entire match. No, don't. don't. No, they're not going to be that stupid. She has a, she has gear that she's had made for it. Now, she may come out in the dress, and she may take the dress off, or she may have a robe, but she's not going to wrestle in the dress. There's no way she can do that. Um, But, but yeah, the Naomi fans are not happy about this one. Um, I think a lot of the fans in general are not happy about this one because it's like, you know, people are on Roman Reigns dick 24 by 7 for not supposedly earning everything. And Lana comes up from essentially nowhere, being a manager, NXT, whatever you want to call it, and gets a title shot at Naomi in her debut match on a pay-per-view. And I know a lot of people are pissed off about this because it's like, well, what has she done to deserve it? You know, she basically pissed off Naomi. That's how she's getting the shot. And everybody's like, no, that's not fair. Lest we forget that in her debut match, Paige came up on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania and won the title. So there is precedent for it, but Paige also had a bit of a better resume than Lana. So it's not an apt comparison, but it's the closest one I have. To Lana's credit, she's been down in NXT in the Performance Center training training her ass off so that she she has it's not like oh hey she goes from manager to wrestler one day she's been trying for about a year now i don't think she's going to be anything super spectacular but i could be completely wrong i'm willing to give her the chance because it's like okay you've tried you you've been training so you're coming up and it's like the little that we have seen her wrestle it hasn't been terrible but it hasn't exactly been wonderful either but she's also been working on it too so it's like okay all right i'll see let's see where this goes kind of thing it's about giving people a chance and you know we're all giving gender a chance so we might as well give lana a chance basically it's we're gonna get the women's title on the pay-per-view we're gonna get it defended so that eliminates that pesky 30-day rule that they like to pick and choose when it when it's applicable. And everyone would complain if Naomi wasn't on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and it's like, before this, all she probably would have gotten was like a backstage shot, or she would have walked out after the women's Money in the Bank. And she may still walk out and hold up the title for whoever's got the Money in the Bank. Who knows? But she wasn't necessarily scheduled to be on the pay-per-view, and you want her to be on the show. So this is a good way to get her on the show. This is a good way to get Lana on the show. I don't expect this match to be super spectacular barn burner right home to Mama about, but I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this match, and hopefully surprised in a good way. And here's why. Lana and Naomi are good friends. So Naomi's not going to go out there and make Lana look bad. She's going to make Lana look good. Simple as that. The winner's Naomi. Yeah. I almost want to say they're going to have Lana win it just because nobody's expecting her to win. And it creates a really interesting situation on SmackDown where you have Lana now have the women's title. And you have Naomi who's scheduled to get a rematch, which she could get her rematch at SummerSlam. But then you also have the women's money in the bank. And depending on who wins the women's money in the bank, that... That could get very, very, very interesting. In terms of placement for this match, I've been trying to rack my brain about this for a few days now, just placing the order of the, sh- the matches, and mainly it's the two Money in the Bank matches that we're going to get to here in a minute. I think the women are opening. I think they're going to do the women's first, because then that gets that out of the way, and whoever wins can rest for the 
and potentially be available for the women's title match that's going to be later in the show. Maybe. But they'll open with a Money in the Bank match, and they'll probably close with one. Because the girl, see, the problem is it's hard to figure out because you don't want the girls to be outshined because it's the first ever women's Money in the Bank. So you would think they're going to try to put on a show that we've never seen before, and you know the whole placement is going to be weird. And I, yeah, this whole show has a weird placement in my head. Anyway, I don't to answer Wick's question. I don't know. I think this is going on after the women's money in the bank, just because it makes a little bit more sense, because now it's whoever wins, whether it is Naomi or Lana, they can hype up, oh, well, so-and-so now holds the money in the briefcase, and they can cash in at any point. We could see somebody walk out and cash in Sunday night. It's happened It's happened before. Happened Kane's, it happened. Kane's done it. Dean did it last year. It took him 50-something minutes to cash in. Yeah. Dean did it on the pay-per-view last year. Kane's done it, where he won it, not on the actual Money in the Bank pay-per-view, I think, but he won the Money in the Bank, and then he cashed in. No, it was the same night. Yeah, no, I don't think it was the official pay-per-view, though. No. He won it on a pay-per-view, but I don't remember if it was the official Money in the Bank yet or not. Yeah, it was, because... It was, he beat Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah, and then he walked out and he beat Chavo in like 30 seconds or something ridiculous like that. No, that, that's two different things. He beat Rey Mysterio in, at Money in the Bank for it. The, the Chavo thing was just like he won a battle royal and then beat Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry. Right. No, it was Money in the Bank because it was the one time I didn't order the pay-per-view because it's like, Kane's not going to win. There's no way that Kane's going to win. Because it's a pay-per-view, right? Kane never wins on pay-per-view. They're not going to give him the Money in the Bank. That never happens. And what does he do? He wins the money in the bank and then he wins the title in the same night. And I missed it because booking. Yay, booking. Anyway. So who'd you go with? So who'd you go with? I could see them going with Lana, but ultimately my pick is Naomi. I don't see them taking the title off of her at this point. Now they could do a cash in, but I don't see Lana winning the title. Uh, video game went with Naomi, April went with Lana. And it was Money in the Bank 2010 when that happened. Yeah, because then he feuded with Taker. Of course you remember that. That feud I remember, because they had to awkwardly write Taker off TV, because he, Mysterio broke his orbital bone. It's like, Taker came back, and Mysterio broke his face, and so Taker had to go off to heel, so they just basically said that they Kane found the Undertaker incapacitated. <laughs> I remember that. And there was, like, no explanation and nothing as to how, what, like, what happened to The Undertaker until Kane was like, oh, yeah, it was me. I messed him up. I put him in the hospital. And then Kane's whole deal was, I'm going to finally take revenge on you. And I'm, because I remember watching that feud and I was like, so wait, so you, you had him down. You had him in the hospital. Like, you could have finished him, but you let him get back up. You fool. He doesn't want to finish him. He loves the chase rather than the, the completion. Okay, that's incestuous. We're not going there. What? See, your dirty mind took it somewhere it wasn't going. Too much Tumblr. Way too much Tumblr. <laughs> and yes, I phrased it so your mind would go there. Anyway, SmackDown Tag Team tells her online the Usos versus the New Day. New Day. Why New Day? I want my points, damn it. New Day. Also, I think they've honestly had the Usos hold on to these for the New Day specifically to get them. Otherwise, it's like, it doesn't make sense for them to have beaten, because who did they face? Who did they face last time for them? Brizango. Yeah. They could have put them on Brizango. They didn't do it. So it's like, okay, well, New Day's coming back soon, which means the titles are going on New Day at some point. Probably sooner rather than later. And then you have the Usos and New Day feud over the titles. I'm saying later. I'm going Usos. I think it's too early to put the belts on New Day. It's never too early to put the belts on New Day. I think it is. It could happen at Battleground. I think I think it's too early here. You can have the Usos. You could, New Day could win. 
by disqualification or whatever. But the users are walking out with the belts. That's just my thoughts. It'll be a good match. It should be a really good match. Video game and the 8-ball agree with. So which money in the bank you want to do with? Do first. Women or men? Let's do the men. All right, men's money in the bank. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's eliminate people who are not Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Shinsuke Nakamura is not winning. I think it's going to come down to Baron or Sammy in terms of who's got the best shot of winning this match. I can see them giving it to Baron just because it gives him something to do. They've been beating Baron Corbin a lot. And when WWE beats someone a lot, usually it's setting up for something big. Because we all know they have big plans for Baron Corbin. They've been shifted to gender for the time being. But every time they're really high on Baron and they want to see him be something. So it's like Baron has a good shot. Sammy has a decent shot. And AJ Styles is the wild card because they can always put it on him and he can go and carry it and whatever. He's the long shot out of the three, I would think. Because Kevin Owens doesn't need it. Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't need it. And Dolph Ziggler definitely doesn't. No. Shinsuke's gonna get his shot at the title. It's, I think they're just saving it for a little bit further down the road. Kevin Owens is the current U.S. champion. It doesn't really make sense to give him the money in the bank because, again, he's already an established main eventer. He will get his shot at the main title eventually. He doesn't need the money in the bank right now. And Dolph Ziggler, God bless Dolph. I go back and forth on Dolph in terms of whether I love or hate him, but it's just, it's kind of, I think, Dolph has maybe kind of run his course just a little bit. And if you're going to use money in the bank to get somebody over, I feel like it should go to maybe somebody else, one of the younger, possibly one of the underappreciated guys, more underappreciated than Dolph Ziggler, to sort of help them out. And I think those two guys are honestly Baron and Sammy. I like the idea of putting it on Baron. I really, really do, just because he can walk around, he can be that cocky dick with the money in the bank briefcase, he can taunt whoever wins the title with it, and you can have him go a really good long time before he decides to cash it in. But he's that lurking threat. Which is what you want. You know who should not be in this matchup is Dolph Ziggler, because you should talk about underappreciated. Underappreciated guys should be in this spot. Like, you know, Luke Harper. Why isn't Harper in this match? Somebody somebody explain that to me. Why isn't Luke Harper in this match? Luke Harper should be in this match. Where, where is Luke Harper in general? Where the hell is Eric Rowan? Like, there was so much buzz around Eric Rowan when he debuted that new gimmick, and then it's like, nothing. There's so much buzz around Luke Harper when he finally, like, walked out on Bray. Nothing. To, to uh, mention which point, I find Dolph overappreciated. Yep. Dolph is very, very very good at what he does. I'm not taking that away from him at all. He's an extremely talented wrestler. He's To me, he's okay on the mic. I think when they write him properly, he's good. But otherwise, to me, he's just okay. But it's something of, they've tried to push Dolph Ziggler so many times. So many times. Like, they go there with Dolph. And every time, it doesn't pan out. It's just kind of like, oh, hey, look, it's another Ziggler push. And then it just sort of fizzles. And it's kind of like, and now you have Dolph who three, four years ago was playing that, well, I'm the up-and-comer, I'm going to take, you know, kick the old guys out of their spots kind of character, to now, hey, I'm the old guy and I'm going to hold you back. Yeah, get to beat time in and time out and time in and time out. It's not taking anything away from Dolph. It's just like, I feel like Dolph has had chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and it's never taken. Because he's done everything. You've, you've seen everything. Every, you've told every story with Dolph Ziggler, good, bad, or indifferent. You've told them all. So having him in the spotlight, he's going to take some bumps. And, but you could, Luke Harper could have taken the same bumps, and it would have been t- 
with this match, I would have felt fresher because then you would have guys who have never won the, the briefcase in this match. And the whole point of the briefcase is to really to build a new talent. You know, MIB, I have to sit up in VOC. I hope I said a name your name right. It says, you know, where's Ty Dillinger? Where's Ty Dillinger? Why isn't Ty Dillinger in this match? That's just random letters from a, just a generic chat name. Okay, sorry. Should give a name. Tell us who you are so we can give you credit for what you say. Anyway. But yeah, where's Ty Dillinger? You know, it, it's... I get why they're putting it. They're trying to put all their top guys in in this match to make it more star-studded, to make it good, because you do have a lot of people in this match who are experienced with ladder matches, so they can work this match. It won't be a terrible match. But it's like, Styles doesn't need to be in this. Styles is a former WWE champion. You know, he has every accolade under the sun. He doesn't really need money in the bank. He's in there because he can work a ladder match. And he's very, very talented at what he does. But Styles doesn't need it. No, he doesn't need it. But again, you, you want star power. He's the perfect star power. And his feuding with Kevin, so it makes sense. Every, all the few way that they're all men in it makes sense because they're all feuding. But again, Dolph Ziggler shouldn't be in this match. That, and yes, and Nakamura did spill the beans possibly on Dolph going to New Japan. And if he does, that's great. I wish him nothing but the best of luck. But him and, um, what was the underpants name again? The underpants? You had a nickname for someone. Underpants. Captain Underpants? Captain Underpants. No, Mr. Man Panties. Mr. Man Panties, right, there you go. Mr. Man Panties. You can, you can join Mr. Man Panties over in um, New Japan. Yes. Who, who's apparently doing really well over there. Good. Just want to throw that out there. Anyway, I'm going Corbin. As much as I love Sammy, I feel like if they put it on Sammy, he's just going to get lost in the shuffle. Because for whatever reason, they cannot get their crap together with Sammy Zayn. I'm going Corbin. It makes sense to put it on Corbin. He can be that lurking threat. He can carry it around with him. He can be a dick about it. It gives him, and again, it gives him something to do. So yeah, I'll agree with you and go Corbin. Video game and 8-Ball disagree with us. They both pick Sammy. And I'll just take the fantasy points for Baron Corbin. I'm fine either way, personally. I won't complain either way. Alright, women's money in the bank. Becky Lynch. Charlotte, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. Can I just, like, come out and say how excited I am for this? Because I have waited literal years for something like this, where it's, where's the women's money in the bank? Why don't we have a women's money in the bank? We should have a women's money in the bank. Because they every year they would do two money in the bank matches. It's like, well, why can't... And when they merge the brands back together, it's like, well, why can't we have a women's? Why can't you make the second one a women's match? Because they didn't believe in their women, then that was the answer. But just the fact that they've announced this, that they're going ahead with it, and they're taking it very seriously, gives me so much hope. And you look at who's in this match, and you just go, yes! I said this on, on Sunday Night on Russell Talk Radio. Sunday's 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, they don't sharpshooter a ladder, okay? Don't put try to put someone in a sharpshooter in between a ladder that's not a smart She's going to do it. I know. That's why I'm getting it out of the way now. You look at the people in this matchup. No disrespect to Tamina. But Tamina's not winning this match. As much as I would want her to. Because she hasn't been built up as with any credibility. She has the last name, but that's about it. Then you have the people who are going to go all out on this one. Charlotte, she's going to do something stupid. She's going to dive off a ladder. We all know this. It's expected. It's what she will do. She's doing a moonsault off a ladder. I'm calling my shot now. And it may be to someone laying on a ladder. And the ladder may break. It could be a thing. Um, and then you look at Becky Lynch. She's going to go all out because it's a big match. Becky likes to go all out in big matches. Especially when they're given time. Then you have the good worker, Natalia, who will, you know, try to keep everyone in place and 
make sure everything goes good. And then Carmela, she's the wild card. She's the least experienced of them all. And they'll probably put her in positions where she can't really screw up anything. And, you know, she will probably have the hardest time maneuvering a ladder just because. She also has James Ellsworth there as a, you know, a distraction, so that can help her. Is it wrong that I keep forgetting James Ellsworth is not a chick? No, it's not wrong. (laughs) Um, Like, every time he comes out with them, I'm like, I just, he automatically blends in, and I think he's one of the girls, and then I remember, oh, right, right, he's not. Right. Natty could put Ellsworth in a sharpshooter, but again, they're on the same side in the welcome committee, so maybe, maybe not. I could Ellsworth, see- Ellsworth is going to get involved. I could see, oh, I'm waiting for the Becky Ellsworth spot, because that's coming. I want Becky to take him out. I really want Becky to take him out. I think she's going to. Probably. So, we've eliminated Tamina from this. Right. Mm-hmm. Who else would you eliminate? Natty. Okay. Why? Because I feel like she's she's essentially the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division, and I hate to say that about her, but Natty's another one that she's been given really chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and it's just never really taken off. It's never really picked up. I mean, what she's doing right now, I think, is the most successful thing she's done in WWE to date. Yeah. Because for me, Natty just has that problem where it's like she can go right up to a a point with a character, but she can't push herself over that edge. So it's like you can see that it's... Natty Neidhart playing a character that's supposed to be a different version of Natty Neidhart. And she just can't quite get over that hurdle of taking it from I'm playing a character, I'm acting to this is a real person. Like you can very, you can tell she's playing a character 90% of the time, which is fine. Some people can't do that. She was trained to be a wrestler. She wasn't trained to be an actress. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's just for Natty, it's like, it's always, she just, can't get over that hump. Now, what's helped her is the welcoming committee because you have Carmella who's being super bitchy and super catty and she's just got her thing going on. You have Ellsworth there. So Natty can feed off that energy a little bit and also she doesn't have to try as hard. But I just, I feel like Natty's had all these chances and it's just kind of been like every time it's just like, eh, eh. So I just, I would eliminate Natty from this match. So it brings you down to Charlotte. Carmella and Becky. I think, I feel like Charlotte and Becky are really too expected, and I don't necessarily want Charlotte to get it this go-round. Like, I would be okay with her getting it at some point. I just don't necessarily want her to win it at this pay-per-view because I feel like they've been, you know, hitting her really hard lately, and it's like, can you just kind of back off of her a little bit more and kind of let her sort of coast for a while? Give someone else the accomplishment. Yeah, give someone else the accomplishment. It doesn't have to go to Charlotte. Everything doesn't have to go to Charlotte. Honestly, I wouldn't mind them putting it on Carmella, simply because you have a lot there that you can work with. And again, she's that sleeper, Naomi won't take her seriously kind of girl. But she's got Ellsworth in her back pocket, and now she's got this contract, and it's like, oh, hey, I can show up. You know, it's like Naomi could have that match with with Lana. Lana could wear her down and Carmella could come out with James Ellsworth and Ellsworth could help her win the title that same night. It writes itself just watching Ellsworth carry the briefcase. Yeah. But I can't pick Carmella. Okay, well, who's your pick? Selfishly, picking Charlotte would give me points. But my brain says Becky. So I'm going Becky. I love Becky. I just feel like Becky's really expected, I guess. And I don't want them to do that. Like, I won't have a problem if they 
do Becky. That's fine. I love Becky, but Mar- I kind of want them to make the unexpected choices. But here's my, my here's my reasoning. I think for the first women's money in the bank, it's going to a babyface since we already gave the heel the men's. So in my mind, I'm going heel, heel and face. You split it that way, and when you go, you only have two faces in this matchup, and we just gave all the reasons why Charlotte shouldn't get it. Becky's sort of been overlooked lately. I'm going Becky. That's that my, my sense of it. I wouldn't be surprised if Carmella got it, but I'm going Becky. All right. You're going Carmella? I'm going Carmella. Video game and eight ball won't natty. And then you're in your main event, Jinder Mahal, your WWE champion, defends against Randy Orton. By the way, his father, still alive. Yeah, in case... You know, this is a not a news story, but a news story. Apparently, the internet tried to kill Bob Orton last night. They didn't succeed. In- including at Flames Forums on the Twitters. Yeah, way to go, Tim. God. Right. Um. So, yeah. Bob Orton is supposed to be a ringside with a, apparently a variety of other legends for this matchup. They're, they're planning something big for this. Everyone knows I don't like Jinder Mahal as champion. It's clear. It's not working. He, they're not doing anything with him. They're just skating by with him as champion. His promos are boring. The only thing they gave him was a main event style entrance. And even that is getting boring. That's just me. And some could say it's offensive. I'm not going to say who would say it, but some could say it. Could be considered offensive. I don't know how long they want to do this gender experiment. It's not drawing interest. I think the bloom is off the rose. I think people are getting tired of it. I think if you found him a better opponent than Randy Orton, it might be more interesting. But who? Who out there is a better opponent for Jinder? I would be okay with Owens. Just because I want Kevin Owens to look at Jinder Mahal, because Jinder's going to be like, I'm going to speak to you in my native language, and Owens is just like, dude, you're Canadian! What the crap? What brings up Cena? It's like, yeah, okay. So Cena's the one to bury Jinder? Like I've said, you know, they're going to go full out that Jinder should beat Cena. I'm just, he's not doing anything for me. If he was actually interesting, I could get into it. But I've given this, what, four weeks now? And they haven't done anything interesting. The, the match with Mojo was terrible. His promos are boring. Yeah, if he could do a, co- a promo without looking constipated, that would be awesome. Like, I'm not, not um, trying to do all the points for Randy Orton to be champion. I'm just saying all the points why Jinder shouldn't be. Do an interesting story with him. But we've, we've mentioned this time and time out on the show. It's like, they're not giving us a reason to care about whatever Jinder is doing. He's making up half the stuff. Well, you don't like me because of the, the way I speak and da da da. No. I don't like the way you, like you because you're just boring. Yeah, cut that whole, you know, we're all racist crap. Or it's, oh, you don't like me because I look different. You don't like me because I talk different. No, no, that's not why we don't like you, honey. So just, you know, you stop that crap right now. Yeah, they need to not do that because that's, one, it's very insulting to your fan base. And two, it's like, it doesn't do anything for gender. I, I, I really feel like they kind of screwed the pooch on this a little bit because... And I've said this before, you you have Ginger Mahal go into the match with Randy Orton, right? Nobody thinks Ginger's going to win, except for Tim and I. Nobody thinks Ginger's going to win. You know, it's Randy Orton versus Ginger Mahal. We all know how this is going to go. Oh, hey, look, surprise, Ginger Mahal wins. Holy crap. It's an awesome moment. You have the internet explode. Everybody's congratulating Ginger. Everybody's really super happy about Ginger. You should have had Ginger walk out and basically have the yo, Adrian, I did it moment on SmackDown. But they didn't. They went typical heel and... And that's where we're at. They did a great celebration until he spoke the first week. Then they replayed the celebration. Then they had him beat Mojo. 
And then they had him look like a fool getting get hit by an RKO on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've kind of written themselves into a corner in terms of gender because they gave him the title, and now it's we have no idea what to do with him. We're supposed he- to take him as a big star when he just hasn't done anything to be considered a big star, but they're booking him like, oh yeah, he has this long track record of doing all these great things, and he's never done a damn thing. And they do that with a lot of people. Like, they... You're supposed to believe they have this long track record of doing stuff and they've never done a thing. Do something. Prove to me that you're the best. Prove to me that you're supposedly the greatest WWE champion of all time, which is what you're claiming. Show me. Prove it. Do something. I'm begging you. Do it. But right now you're delivering boring promos, boring matches. Your offense is awful. They're not giving you a chance to actually show your offense because you you took so much from Mojo. It's like you didn't even show your offense. It's like the only way to take him to believe in uh, Jinder Mahal is to know his, you know, offense. And you don't see it. So it's like whenever he's on offense, it's just boring because guess what? It's boring offense because for so long, for seven years, he's been a whipping boy with no offense. So it's like he has one move you know about. That's it. Bing, bam, boom. That's it. Anyway, I could continue on and on, but who you got? I don't want to see Orton versus Cena for the billionth time. I'm, I think the only least or less interesting champion than Jinder Mahal would be Randy Orton. I don't like how they've booked this. I don't like how they've, they've thrown this together. There's really been no, there's like been no follow up from Randy. And I think that's really the problem is it's like the, the night after Jinder won the title or the week after Jinder won the title, you have Randy Orton just gone nowhere. Like Jinder's in the middle of this huge celebration. Randy is nowhere to be found. He's just lost his title. Where the hell is he? And I think it took two or three weeks for Randy Orton to finally show up. He came the second week, yes. And attempt to do something. He said, how how could I lose to someone like gender? That was a, that was a statement. So it's, yeah, I mean, I'm with Wit. They've booked themselves into a corner. I think they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. There are rumors that Jinder's going to go all the way to Mania with this title. There's rumors he's going to drop it to Cena. I don't want to see Orton versus Cena for the billionth time. I say Jinder holds on to it. You give him the legit, credible win over Randy Orton, and that's that. And you move on from there. And you find him his next opponent. I am going to ride your line right here. Randy Orton wins in his hometown, but does not walk out with the title. Jinder will still be your champion, but Randy Orton will get the win. He took my line. I took your line. Video game and 8-ball, what with Jinder? So there you go. There's the picks. Go to facebook.com slash group slash Wild Talk Radio Network tomorrow or tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at Rack Radio Show with your picks. You have until Sunday at about 3 p.m. Eastern to get your picks in. Yep. But I say we take our quick final break of the evening. Sounds like a plan. So when we come back, we are going to be doing Tweet of the Week and NXT. You don't want to miss it. Listen to the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com and we'll be right back. I got the money in the power. Yeah. Once you get a little, they just want to take you down. We've been going hard for too long. Can't get enough what it's you on. Celebrating five years of the award-winning The Rack. Well, uh, the irony, I think, even with, well, I guess with both of them, is one, Steve and I had uh, had big differences. He was the, the guy that I was uh, dropping the championship to at WrestleMania 14, which was supposed to be the, the last match that I ever had because I'd injured my back and I was told my career was over. And then to, again, all these years later, to have him be one of the guys that, that wrote a forward 
in this book. Um, and and to, to be a guy that we talk you know, we talk on a fairly regular regular basis about hunting and our deer programs and our ranches and, and, and stuff like that. And then of course with the Undertaker, I, that's the guy who I ended up in, ending my career with my my actual wrestling career. I had my uh, last two matches with with him, and they were just so off the charts spectacular and we brought a lot of our real life uh, aspects into it and my faith into it and it was just a, a wonderful thing and it's a, it's a, it's an amazing moment to share those very real times with those guys and and that's been as I said nothing short of spectacular and um, those are just uh, two two, I guess, fairly long-winded but quick stories about <laughs> those two guys in particular. Join us June 29th for the celebration at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Self-high five. It's me, D-D-P. Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to Rack Radio Show, the Rack Radio Show. And that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut and pocket. You take the dollar, dollar. Can it damn so stop it? And welcome back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to our, by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at instagram.com slash mbg1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at gerwick.net, rackradioshow.com, or wildtalkradio.com, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it because, you know, it's an awesome thing. And speaking of awesome, go check out the fine folks over at fightboot.com because they're amazing. But if you're just joining us, you missed the news. You missed Money in the Bank and SmackDown, but you're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place and I was so bitter. Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Alrighty, Samoa Joe, dropped you twice. Next time, bring a blanket. You're getting slept. Hashtag and new. Do it, Joe. Do it. 
Matt Hardybrand, considering Seamus and Cesaro call themselves The Bar, it's ironic they're content with taking a can out to retain the tag titles. Seamus replies, Matt and Jeff remind me of amazing limo dancers. Why is that, Shamo? Well, they never even touch The Bar. Still tag team champions. Becky Lynch, Becky got bank. Also, Becky, I don't know. I think I'm pretty ravishing. Hashtag SmackDown Live. And Lana goes, oh, please, you're straight fire. But let's be honest, you, the WWE Universe, and I know that you are not even close to being ravishing. And Becky replies, ravishing Rebecca, they call me in some circles. But first SmackDown Women's Champ, they call me across the globe. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Mm. This is number one. There's one. Oh, your sounders? Number two. Number three. So far, we're up to three. I'm done. Is that it? That's all your tweets? That's all my tweets. That's all your tweets? You only stole three of mine? (laughs) Anyway, we'll go through these. This first one is an audio tweet. It's just Finn... Being well, obviously they'll get to see Seth Rollins. They'll get to see Bray Wyatt. They'll get to see Finn Balor. But most importantly, they'll get to see Roman Reigns. Finn, you troll. Finn trolled so hard. So, Gregory James Helms puts out a video, uh, sh- shares an Instagram video of some stupid kid diving off a ladder onto a table. He tweets out, so graceful. Randy Orton goes, so stupid, dot, 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 dot. Road Dog replied, I wonder what his payoff was. Renee Young, I am in the window seat and super barely have to pee, but I'm too Canadian to ask these nice people to move. Aiden Buckner, Bray Wyatt really is a god. Hashtag Bray Wyatt. Hashtag eater of girls. Hashtag follow the booty. Yeah. WWE creative-ish. The crowd is hot from that Brock Smojo brawl, so we're going to keep it going with Elias Sampson. How do we have jobs? Told Eva's episodes. Daniel Bryan just picked up the phone to start negotiating for the exclusive rights to the bear. Richard Triumpho. Bailey in a bear suit. She can be Huggy Bear with the Starskin Hutch car. Hashtag raw. Um, some dude named Mike. Are we on the road? To the big show heel turn number seven six five seven five six seven four eight seven four zero five six four seven six four eight six four seven maybe Randy Scott beat the heat in four words Dirk Nowitzki Tim Duncan Matt will enjoy that tweet All right, you did those some dude named Aaron tweets Wendy's when will you delete your competition and render them obsolete Wendy's reply call Senior Benjamin we must prepare the battlefield Aaron replied delightful Wendy's replied. Wonderful! Matt Hardy replied, I will graciously allow Senior Benjamin to assist Wendy's, but I need you to create that broken brilliance burger, soldiers. That that, that was Tweet of the Week. Alright, well, let's do NXT. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. So we saw the Authors of Pain, they beat up some dudes. Actually, one of the members of Authors of Pain beat up the dudes. By yeah, him, two dudes. By himself. Well, Paul and the other one had a little chat. Razar and um, Paul were having a chat. Acom was the one beating them up. Um, and then they did their double finish afterwards. Then, you know, Paul was talking about, you know, people stepping up and, you know, mentioned heavy machinery. And guess what? Heavy machinery showed up. 
and the authors of Pain Bailed. Two big dudes, run! You had Drew McIntyre beat Rob Risen. I really like McIntyre's new music. That's all I can say about this match. Drew won. It was another showcase for him. <laughs> that was the best way to put it. Um, the Velveteen Dream won. Yay. I'm trying really hard to get behind this gimmick, and I just, I don't, I can't quite get there with it. I mean, it's like, I really appreciate him going all out and just, you know, going for it, because he is, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of not really feeling it. I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get more as they progress with it, but yeah, it's just kind of like, eh? Eh? Ca- yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, anyway. Cash Ozono was backstage. He talked about his friendship with Otami, and he admitted that he sunk to Otami's level when he shoved him, and he knows Otami isn't a bad guy, but he's just frustrated right now. He has that mindset where he's really frustrated. And he Ono suggests that Otami build a bridge and get over it. And, well, he spoke to GM William Regal, and he gets a match next week. It's with Aleister Black. I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this at all. Why not? Because Alistair Black's going to have to kill Cassius Ono, and that's just going to be so unfortunate. Well, you know, that's how it goes. We also but on the upside, Alistair! Should be a good main event. Next week, Ember Moon is also returning in action. Yeah, buddy! But this show was built around one thing, and it was a triple threat match, triple threat elimination match for the NXT Women's Championship. You had Asuka, Nikki Cross, and Ruby Riot. They got Ruby out of it in about five, six minutes. And then you just let them, you had Nikki and Asuka just brawl. I love this so much. I love Nikki and Asuka together. I want, as much as I love Ruby, as much as I love Ruby, just give me that nutty Scottish fruitcake versus Asuka in a one-on-one, full-blown feud. Because I want it. I kind of need it. Because I just love that element that Nikki Cross brings. I love how she does the character. So the referee called the match off. They were brawling, they brawled backstage. They went to the loading dock and they started, you know, slamming each other into the metal door and to a random piece of, you know, fencing that was there. Seemed very weird, but they were doing it. Then she, they came back inside a little bit, and she opened up a cooler and dunked Oscar's head into the water, into the freezing cold water, which probably just freaked her the, the hell out. Because you know, when you dunk your head into really cold water, it's like, oh god, the shock to the system. So they brawled, and then they brawled into the back into the arena, and then they were into the production area. And I just love how they were brawling, but the one sound guy is just standing there, making sure his stuff is okay and doing his job. While there's two crazy chicks brawling right beside him. I feel like that's our job requirement in WWE. That, you know, it's like, no matter what, no matter what the wrestlers do, you protect the equipment with your life. Like, he was just doing his job. He wasn't not paying any attention to them brawling right two feet away from him. He just stood there doing his job. He's used to it? Like, it's just, it's a thing? Oh, wrestlers, right. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and continue to pretend to work. You know, I think that's honestly, that's just how it sort of goes. They they, um, they fell over the, um, Oscar was hanging on and crossed, t- threw herself over over the barricade, uh, yeah, I guess barricade. And they went through a table and that's how the show closed, which was really nice. It was, like, originally when I saw the pictures, I thought it was like a farther fall than it was. It was this nice, you know, nice fall through a table. But I actually thought it was like higher up in the building, but it wasn't. But it was a good safe fall. Good safe fall. It did its job. I liked everything about the brawl, and eventually it should lead to Nikki Cross versus Asuka in a one-on-one situation, which would be really fun. I, you know what would be really fun? If they just let them do, like, a Falls Count Anywhere match. I would be fine with that. Don't let them stick in the ring, because, again, we're clearly seeing they don't. They shouldn't be. B, so let them go anywhere they want. 
Doesn't have the magic go anywhere. It's a different kind of challenge for Asuka because Asuka is solid in a one-on-one in the ring kind of competition, but we've never really seen Asuka do anything hardcore in NXT so far. And I think she used to in Japan a little bit. I'm not that familiar with her work in Japan, but I know she was a badass over there. So I feel like it's a different kind of match for her. It's a different kind of challenge. You can tell a new story with her Mm -hmm. where it's, okay, I can't beat you one-on-one in the ring. I can't do it. I've tried several times and I can't do it. But I can potentially beat you if I take you outside the ring because now, now I have weapons and I can take you out with something. Whether it's put you through a table, whether it's push you off a loading dock, whether it's, you know, smack you in the head with a chair, whatever. Now I have options, whereas before I don't, or I didn't. So I like them taking this out of the ring. I want to see a false count anywhere, or a hardcore match, or whatever they come up with. Don't do anything stupid with it, but just, this could be really cool. Just don't make it a traditional wrestling match. That's all. Nikki Cross is not a traditional wrestler. No. The character is not. So don't put her in too many traditional wrestling situations. Take her outside the box. I was going to say, don't, don't keep her out of the box, yeah. It was a solid show. Um, main event was pretty much the show. Not as good as last week, but the main event was solid. Main event was really good. Next week's going to be better. But that, that's our show. That does it for us. So, well, you got plugs. All right, let's see if I can do this without losing my voice completely. Saturday Night Midnight Edition is another edition of CB Rated, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. We'll do one the greater than great debate. Um, if I can remember what the greater than great debate was, that would be awesome. should know it offhand, but I don't because I'm not the one booking it. booking it. Oh, we're doing a Super Nintendo game. Awesome. There you go. Super Nintendo games. This Saturday night on the CB Radio. CB Radio Live on Facebook, Twitter, and .com. Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's Russell Talk Radio recapping everything that goes down. At Money in the Bank, WTR Sunday on the Facebook and Twitter. Monday Night Raw post at 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. Recapping everything that goes down on Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, it's WTR in the Bank on WTR Sims. Who will get the opportunity to earn their own Money in the Bank briefcase? Tune into WTR in the Bank on WTR Sims. Sims this Tuesday night at twitch.tv slash rock radio show, 11, 30 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash rock radio show for all the archives. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of, C- uh, for, of The Rack. Live right here at 10 p.m. Eastern. Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter.com, YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play as we gear up for five years of The Rack on June 29th. I'm at Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network, and I'm losing my voice. So go! So, you can follow me on Twitter at LinsWard, L-N-S-W-R-D, and go to my website, PsychWardDesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at Behance.net slash LinsWard, same as the Twitters. And don't forget our amazing, awesome sponsors, Wrestling Figure Photography, Instagram.com slash MVG1211, Gerwick.net, and FightBooth.com. So, for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Enjoy your home,